0: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time and a Battle
1: Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the co-host, senior staff writer, and member of every important NFL news outlet available, Mr. Go Rockies. How are you doing, Go rocky
0: <laughs> I was I was very hopeful that that would show up on your side.
1: I am uh, I'm doing well. I got uh,
0: got the game on in the background on mute here, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing some uh, some cheering against you here.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate. I was actually going to. just about to ask you about that. And ask, ask about the Red Sox and ALDS, but you just had to bring it right to the one-game playoff that we're playing tonight. And, and I can't tell you how disappointed I am that we lost against the Brewers last night. It's just like I can't take these one-game playoffs. They they are just they're totally grinding on me right now. So anyway, um, let me uh, let me get turned to something else here because I, I actually saw something that came up on the news and uh, it kind of reminded me of you because it was about Golden Underwood, you know, the star of The Bachelor that at one point in time had the privilege of being waived or released by five, ten, five times in the NFL over a two-year period and never having once played a snap. So um, as a side note, I don't know if you're watching this version of the show or not, uh, Ryan, because so I, I remember you are watching... The Bachelorette, but for those who follow the show, one of the contestants in The Bachelor, Annie Reardon, appeared on the Ellen Degeneres Show just one day after filming for the new season of The Bachelor began. But as of today, October second, quit the show. She actually posted up on Snapchat a picture of her and an ex on a plane with the caption, "Quote, no, excuse me, when you dump The Bachelor because he's weird as shit and in are in heading back to normal, happy life without psycho people." So. My question to you, Ryan, is, uh, what does Squad QL think about that? Yeah,
0: so I had not I had not seen that, but uh, you know, there I think I think it takes a certain kind of crazy for any of those people to be on that show. So, uh, nothing surprises me at this point.
1: Right, right. And uh, and does Squad QL have uh, have uh, kind of uh, stats on that? Advanced stats on Colton Underwood and uh, and the other Bears contestants. Uh, they... I don't I
0: don't believe they do. I don't I don't know how anyone can keep stats of uh, any of the, the lunacy on those shows.
1: <laughs> well, you know, so that's what that's what you got to do. Since they're since they're an official sponsor, you should go back to them and tell them they need to start getting stats for this because we need advanced metrics on this because our listener base wants to know. You know, this is just important. This is just this is just smart marketing. That's all I'm saying. All right, we got tons <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> we got tons to talk about today, including walking through uh, injured and missing in action running back uh, giving our quarter season power ranking. Uh, we're going to talk about for the AFC and the AFC, NFC as well as updated predictions for the postseason. Uh, so much to do, so let's go ahead and get this started. So let's talk about those running backs. Man, they are like a wasteland out there right now for running backs, both in real football and in fantasy football. Uh, Let's hit a couple of these up front, and uh, I'd like to get your take on these, Ryan, with regard to what you think their value is uh, for their team on into the rest of the season. Are they going to play? Are they not going to play? you think there's going to be an impact here? And what you think the impact is from a fantasy perspective. Let's start with Leonard Fournette. Um, Fournette suffered a, a hamstring setback. After coming back too early, I'd say, from an injury uh, this past weekend, head coach Doug Marone is now uncertain whether Leonard Fournette will be ready to return. And ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that Fournette seems likely to miss, quote, at least, unquote, two weeks after he sat out week two and three with the initial hamstring pull. And now the Jaguars have brought in Orleans Darkwa, (laughs) the, the luminary talent that he is, to work out at running back. So it doesn't look good here. What are your thoughts on Leonard Fournette, Ryan?
0: Yeah, so you'll forgive me because I don't remember where I saw it yesterday, but I did see an initial report um, that this hamstring injury uh, was – or is more significant than the original. Right. um, Yep. Which is obviously not good news. And it's just funny. You know, Jacksonville undersold his injury last year, and then this year they said – he was he was fine. It was just you know they took him out as precautionary or or just he couldn't come back in game one. But he'd be good to go. And then he missed two weeks, um, as you mentioned. And now yep. they're now they're saying now now they're saying he's going to be out two weeks. So I would I would forecast a month, <laughs> just given on the history of uh, what we've seen from Jacksonville and their they're, uh, uh, they're, they're lying on the history here so uh, of the injury. So um, you know for Fournette, I think uh, you know from a from a football standpoint, you know. I think I think in their best interest because of how well they've played and how much it depend on that defense and where Yeldon can fill in. That mm-hmm. they they should really take the cautious approach here. This team yep. is built, you know, hopefully to win a title um, in their minds. So there, it's no good to keep rushing him back and keep dealing with this. So I, I would I would honestly not not rush back Fournette at all. Um, unfortunately, hamstring issue is usually you know soft soft muscle, uh, or soft tissue muscle injuries like that tend to right. nag and lag and, and last the whole season. Um, so this is an ideal. And now this is two years in a row where Fournette's had a little bit of injury history. Um, and you know, not to gloat, but if we start to see this, although my guy Delvin Cook, uh, who we'll get to in a few <laughs> here, uh, has, uh, not had, not had much better history injury wise, but, uh, born net is on a fast track to, to busting out of this league if the guy can't stay healthy so right.
1: um
0: you know for, so that's from the real nfl standpoint from the um fantasy perspective you know i kind of saw the writing on the wall um i won't get into all the details but basically i'm in a uh, one of the leagues that i'm a commissioner of um it's a pretty complex league and we're one of those leagues that we're an auction budget and you can trade off uh dollar value from your budget next draft this season mm-hmm. to acquire players makes for a more active deadline. Um so I had already made a couple big moves last last week I, I paid up money for Alvin Kamara, Devonte Adams, uh Stephon Diggs, and then I went and traded Leonard Fournette and T. Y. Hilton to get eighty bucks to then go flip for Mike Thomas. Um wow. so revamped my entire team and load it up a little bit. Um but, you know, I, I will tell you that on Sunday evening, I got a text from the kid I traded fortnite to asking me what my return policy was. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I unloaded that one at the exact right time. So if, uh, unfortunately, or originally, I actually wasn't going to make that deal until uh, Monday. Um, I was waiting on the guy from Mike Thomas. And a long story short there is that, You know, I don't think I would have been able to unload Fournette. So, unfortunately, if you have Fournette at this point, I don't know who's buying. He's got an injury that's going to last all year. It's two years in a row of injury history. Um, If you have Fournette, I mean, hopefully you were smart enough to go get TJ Yeldon or you're in a situation – uh, you know, in, in a league where you can trade for draft picks or for money, and you have somebody who's already 0-4 that's looking the next year that might take them as you know potential keeper in a league like that, that you can get some kind of value for. But otherwise, if you're just in a standard redraft league and you don't have Yeldon, you have Fournette, you're screwed.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And actually, I was very close last week to making an offer to the Fournette owner. Um, with uh, Le'Veon Bell because I was getting sick of waiting with Le'Veon Bell on the uh, the bench. I'm so glad I didn't get to that, and uh, we have news about him coming up in a minute. But let's turn to the uh, next guy here. Let's talk about Delvin Cook, the guy you just mentioned. He sat out week three, came back week four from a hamstring injury to the tune of just 10 carries for 20 yards all in the first half. He admitted he's still less than 100%. He says that he wants to be fully healthy, but, quote, as bad as everybody else wants me to be, but it's going to take time. He has a few extra days to get ready for next week since he played on Thursday last week. But as you mentioned, Ryan, hamstrings are tricky. What are your thoughts on Dalvin Cook?
0: Yeah, I'd put him in the same category as I kind of alluded to there in that last segment. Um, you know, this is now starting to become kind of a pattern with Dalvin Cook. Uh, that's one. Two, they're, uh, you know, this is, this is you know, like we said, it's soft tissue issues. It's probably going to lag in, uh, or, last and nag him all season long and that's that's bad news for for Dalvin cook owners um, and then you know I mean last week I don't put too much stock into a it's a, it was a terrible matchup and B they had him on a pitch count I think uh, as you mentioned he rushed 10 times I think they I can't remember how many snaps he played but I believe the plan originally was 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 no more than 15 snaps so
1: right, um, right.
0: you know that's what you got against a, a you know a, a tough run defense on, on a crappy night for football. Uh, Thursday night is traditionally not good to fantasy players, although everybody else on the field that night on both sides was going off. uh, Right. Except for Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. So if you played either one of those guys, which I played Murray in several leagues, I feel bad for you and feel bad for myself. So, um, (laughs) you know, as far as as Dalvin Cook, you know, similar again, you know, the Vikings, the end game here is not to win the regular season. Um, You know, I know that they're not in as good of a situation so far as uh as Jacksonville is but you know I think you try to find a way without Delvin Cook and and take the slow approach with him so that he's back and ready when it's going to matter most
1: yep I I agree with all that and uh Minnesota Vikings though kind of not doing so well not doing as well as we thought they would be doing this at this point in the season although I guess doing about as well as you thought they'd be doing Ryan so we'll see what happens with Delvin Cook moving forward let's move on to the next guy that is Joe Mixon Now, Mixon had a uh, two- to four-week timeline after he had knee surgery after the Week 2 Thursday night game. Giovanni Bernard has been running hot in Mixon's absence, and when asked Monday if Mixon would return for Week 5, head coach Marvin Lewis said, quote, that's an emphatic we'll see. Now, Mixon was great in Week 1, but who knows what's going to happen when he gets back here. It's knee surgery after all. What are your thoughts on Joe Mixon? Yeah, I mean – I, you know, for, for myself
0: who has Mixon in a couple of leagues and for anyone who's rooting for Joe Mixon, um, hopefully he's in, in touch with the, the, the same, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> physician that, uh. Ray Lewis was in 2012 when he tore a tricep and was back three weeks later. So, um, you know that would be yep. that would be my hope. And uh, by physician, you know, in case people didn't understand the the, clo- uh, the throat clearing there, uh, since you <laughs> all had like to hurl accusations of cheating against the Patriots. Re- remember that Ray Lewis, uh, you know, aside from came back from the alleged Murder, uh, also regrew a freaking <laughs> arm muscle uh, in, in about three weeks time. Uh, in that in that 2012 season that they won the Super Bowl, so nothing to see there though. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, totally, hopefully Joe Mixon's on a similar planet. Yeah, no, <laughs> you no, know, it's no. You just you you know, ten years ago when when we were younger, uh, you know, you tore a tricep, you were gone for 14 months. Now apparently you missed three weeks. Uh, but anyways, you know, hopefully Joe Mixon's in the same camp because, um, you know, I, I know it was it was a minor issue, but knee surgery.
1: Hey, that does not make me feel good. And the Bengals are important. No, definitely not.
0: (laughs) And 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 Giovanni
1: Bernard has been great. I mean, that's 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 actually a big question mark in my mind.
0: Yeah, Bernard's been great. Um, Tyler Boyd has made that, you know, quintessential third-year leap. And don't look now, Andy Dalton and A.J. Green are making clutch plays in big moments. Now, they made (laughs) it against the Atlanta Falcons, you know, the team that that wilts under pressure more than anybody. Um, So, you (laughs) know, I mean, it was kind of too... When, I guess when you have when you have choking dogs on both sides, someone someone's gonna be able to pull it out. So, but regardless, that was a, that was a ballsy drive, and they go and they win that game, and they're playing well right now. So I just don't understand the rush on Mixon, and I don't know this 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 one to me more than the hamstring because the hamstrings is just something you're gonna keep nagging. Right. You rush Mixon back. I just have I have a really bad feeling of one of those things where he comes back and looks good for a quarter and then in the second quarter something goes in his knee and he's writhing in pain on the on the ground and that's it for his right. season. So I don't understand right. it. But Marvin Lewis isn't exactly a Mensa candidate. He's proven that over and over <laughs> again. So I I guess we shouldn't be surprised by it.
1: Well, like that, that is that that is very true. We'll see what happens coming up in the next week. Let's talk about our next guy. Let's talk about Marlon Mack. So Marlon Mack practiced again on Tuesday after missing three of the last four weeks and only averaging 3.4 yards per carry on 10 rushes in his week two appearance. Now Jordan Wilkins has done very little to cement his place in the backfield uh, contrary to what I thought he might be able to do. And Naheem Hines appears to be the pass catching option. So Mack is tentatively on track to return for Thursday night's game against the Patriots. I don't know. I mean, it looks a little shaky and it is another hamstring injury, but what are your thoughts on Marlon Mack?
0: Yeah. Injury aside. I mean, I think we all went into the season trying to figure out, you know, which one of those three backs, because it was the most uh, cluttered backfield as far as who was going to win. Right. It. And I was uh, of, of the mind that Marlon Mack couldn't beat off a 35 year old Frank Gore last year. Um, <laughs> right. So how good could Marlon Mack be? So I put all my eggs in the basket of uh, of Jordan Wilkins. And uh, I have a lot of uh, said egg on my face now uh, because Jordan <laughs> Wilkins Stinks. He's he's not a yeah. very good football player. I know. Which I think very I think it stems more from that offensive line and the fact that that offense does not really looked right for most this year. Um, but Hines is really only one with fantasy relevance because he's going to be the pass catching guy no matter if it's Wilkins or Mac running the ball. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. expect you know I know neither one is going to really play a full season. Um, but in any at any rate I you know I wouldn't expect a thousand yard pace from either one of those guys. So mm-hmm. I mean get get your you know I think. It's been written about everywhere today uh, already, so I don't think I'm breaking any news here, but get your Naheem Hines uh, you know, stock while you can today while he's still available. Just um, yep. come tomorrow, he's probably going to be owned in most leagues.
1: Yep, uh, he's in my waiver pickup column this week as well, and, and particularly if you are in a PPR league, he is probably going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward because they don't have another option, <laughs> and they can only pass the ball. I mean, uh, you know, Andrew Luck throws for 400 yards and still can't win a game. That little boneheaded play at the end of the game, you take, take the draw. Man, take the tie. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, maybe you're more aggressive than I am. Oh, but spoken, like, spoken like a true Midwesterner. Go for the, the freaking play. Man. How about this? <laughs>
0: how about how about someone get to Andrew Luck and tell him not to underthrow that ball by two yards? Because he had it. He had him at right. the sticks, but he threw it and yeah. let him back, passed over the line again. Terrible play. Great play call, though. What do you want to tie <laughs> for? Get out of here.
1: Take the tie, man. We need... All right, anyway, so let's go on to the next guy. We got Mark Ingram coming up. All right, so he's returning from a four-game suspension. Head coach Sean Payton said the Saints will, quote, figure out the balance, unquote, with Alvin Kamara, and that, quote, it'll be good for the Saints' offense uh, to have Ingram back. But Kamara has been the number one running back in real football and fantasy football over the first four weeks. So what are your thoughts on Mark Ingram?
0: Get rid of Mark Ingram. And this is not just because they own Kamara in several leagues and in the league I referenced a few minutes ago traded for big money for him last year. Or last week uh, to get him on my team, but my big concern with Kamara coming into this season was, I think everyone automatically assumed that he would he would be better for the for the size of the opportunity he would get with with uh, Mark Ingram out. And my question and hesitation on it was, yeah, it could be that, or it could be, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, you you guys! Sorry, there's Cubs and their stupid vines out on, on out on the, field, out the center field there. <laughs> that should have been that that run better than Yeah, I don't know I'm was I'm having some here,
1: serious but... heartburn right now. I I hope you know. And just this really should... it's really hard for me to focus. Of guys, I mean, with this first, <laughs> this is like a disaster for John Lester right now. But uh, yeah, 12, right, twelve
0: pitches. 12 pitches, two batters, no outs. Not not exactly the start Lester was looking for. And and, and um, both
1: both batters in scoring position, which is even worse. Ugh. Ugh. Well, All right, anyway. Because
0: that should have been a run there, you know, stupid, your stupid Ivy center field. Anyways, um, <laughs> so the, the big question with Kamara is, could he do it without the thunder and lightning scenario, right? That I think a lot of people immediately assumed, okay, he'll be better because he'll have a bigger opportunity. My question was, will he be as good without Mark Ingram to take the front of the work? Um, right. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've looked at Alvin Kamara's stats for the first four weeks. There's no reason to give that big oof the ball. Give the ball to Alvin Kamara. He is the one of the most dynamic, if not the most dynamic player in the NFL. It might just be him and Mahomes at this point. Uh, yeah, you know, Alvin Kamara should be should be the only guy touching the ball out of that backfield. If he needs a break, sure, spell him with, with Ingram. But I would flip him and get somebody for him if I'm the if I'm the New Orleans Saints. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll use him, but I think you'll see it's still primarily stay Kamara's backfield because I just don't think that they're going to be, I think Sean Payton uh, is an overrated coach, but I think offensively he's a smart coach. And I think that he knows the weapon Kamara is and that Kamara needs to be on the field. So you might see him in some two running back sets. Again, when Kamara gets gassed and is waving to the sideline, you'll see, you know, you'll see Ingram come in to spell him, but I don't think it won't be the other way around. They won't, it won't be, giving or or looking to find opportunities to get Ingram in, in my opinion, it'll be when they need somebody to go in because Kamara has to step out. That'll be the case.
1: Right, right. I I know, I know. I I just saw the the sack fly. It's it's giving me even more heartburn right now, (laughs) particularly because there's only one out. So there's another potential sack fly on on deck unless we get Trevor Story to strike out here. Anyway, (laughs) I don't want to get totally sidetracked. Let's go to our last guy on the list. That's Ezekiel I'm sorry, let that's our second to last guy on the list. That's Ezekiel Elliott suffering both knee and ankle injuries, spotted limping around the field this weekend, but Jerry Jones expects him to play next week. And Jerry Jones knows everything, right? So what are your thoughts about Ezekiel Elliott?
0: Yeah, Jerry Jones also, and I'm gonna forget if it was the Rams or the or the Chiefs, but he said that his offense, that the Cowboys offense was just as dynamic as one of those two offenses. So uh Jerry Jones is just <laughs> Jesus, you know, there there's certain guys, man, that, like, you know, you waited for Al Davis to just get out of the league, and that that's how I feel about Jerry Jones. Like, just please go away. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, you know, Elliot, I mean, this is what Elliot's going to have this year. There's just nothing else going on there. They're going to put so much of the workload on him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen – look at what happened to DeMarco Murray after 2014. You know, when you put that much on one guy, you know, they're probably even saved because they put a lot on him in 20. 16 and and the suspension last year probably actually ha- helped save the fact that he probably be broken down a little bit earlier already. Uh, oh, yeah right. But but you know so they've they've gotten through that but um you know I just look at it that you know when you put that much on a running back as physical and tough and grinding as that position is guys are going to break down so even if he's fine right now you know I I don't think it's out of the realm of que- you know or out of question that by the end of this year that he's he's missed at least a couple games.
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't doubt that at all. And, and, you know, two injuries already. I mean, that is, that's rough. Let's get to the last guy here. That's Le'Veon Bell Save the best for last bell has indicated that after giving up six weeks of pay equal to almost five and a half million dollars, he would finally report to the Steelers during the week seven by, and then would be playing in week eight. But head coach Mike Tomlin has said he hasn't spoken to Bell yet and has no update going so far as to say that quote, nothing has changed from his perspective with regard to Bell. And we all know, at least, what we think we know is that they've been listening to trade offers for Bell. What are your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell?
0: I'm honestly just sick of the whole thing. Um, and you know, Bell had the the comment on Earl Thomas's post or, or something to do with Earl Thomas this weekend, saying like, "I'll just keep being the bad guy and fight for us and stuff." And you know, the thing is that with with Bell is that him. I, I always support the players sitting out. The NFL is the most violent and physical league there is. Uh, It has the shortest life expectancy, uh, I guess, both on the field and off the field when they were hiding concussion stuff, which, you know, obviously they were doing for 30, 40 years there. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the players just have no rights. But the problem is that the rosters are so big. And the guys at the back end of the rosters, you know, and by the back end, I mean literally the the back, you know, 60% are making so, such little money and only going to be in the league for so long that they refuse to sit out games because every game check is, is so massively important to them. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they have no power in the CBA because – and it's the top guys that suffer for it. It is. It's the Le'Veon yep. Bells that suffer for it because they're the guys, but they're also the guys in the, you know, the financial situation that would sit out and are sitting out right now. Um so all of that, you know, I'm completely on with on Bell. Uh and, and if I'm the Steelers, you know, I, I've said I've said this before, you know how I feel about this. You don't overpay for a running back. If I'm the Steelers, I know James Conner hasn't been good enough yet. Um, yeah. That's not on James Connors. That's because that team is a dysfunctional mess right now. So, right. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Le'Veon Bell solves their problems. So if I'm them, I'm I'm listening to trade offers still and, and trying to move him out. As far as Le'Veon Bell and all this stuff with him, just I, I'm just ready for it to end because of the fact that he and God. I don't. I haven't looked in the Bell's past, but I, I wonder if like his parents are both just really busy working all the time, or if he has a lot of siblings and he was the ignored child. But talk about <laughs> one of the most like insecure, attention eating people. And that's what his lineman said. He said like, Man. "Why don't you say to us? Stop talking through your agent." And then he comes out this week and announces in an interview that he's going to come back in week eight, and Tomlin has no idea about it. This is the exact right. stuff that's pissing your teammates off. It's the fact right, that you right, keep right. going for the headlines, and this is the same guy with the rap career. And if you follow him on Twitter, he can't ever shut up. It, it's just nonstop. Look at me, 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 me. Right, Levy right. Bell is just an attention. And I'm on his side with it, but it's so attention-seeking that I'm just so over the entire story, which I just ranted right. about it for two minutes. Obviously, I'm not that over it, but it is annoying. <laughs> And I'm super you frustrated. You think he was a receiver? Of, and I just, the, the, I was the way he's receiver. It oh my god, it's, it's it's Randy Moss syndrome, except for Randy Moss's right. position
1: actually mattered. Yeah. <laughs> so would you? So in fantasy, would you trade Bell for? Uh, what would you trade Bell for at this point? Or are you going to hold on to him? I mean, if you've held on to him this long, I mean, now you got to hold on to him.
0: I have a kid in, in that league that I, I mentioned earlier. You know, it's a, it's a massive keeper league with budgets from next year in play.
1: Right, I mean, right. most
0: most leagues you see a handful of trades. In that league, it's week four. I think we've already had uh, eight eight or nine blockbuster trades. So I can't wow. believe in a league like that why you would hold on to Le'Veon Bell. Um, the kid spent a hundred, like almost a hundred bucks of his auction draft on him, and it's like wow. in that situation you're going to do that and then sit there for eight weeks sitting on your hands. Uh, So, I mean, the time to move him was week one when when there was uncertainty and you could probably get value out of it. Um, You know, at this point, I mean, if you've gone this long without him, you might as well hold on now if he's going to be back in four weeks.
1: Right. The only only uh, the only very I agree of all that. The only thing I would say is that if you are actually hurting right now and you really need a running back to play next week, like you're 0 four in your league or you're way behind in the points lead, I, I might I might entertain some offers since there's some more certainty in him coming back now. At least so we think. I mean, maybe there's just no good running backs.
0: So I just don't think yeah. anybody
1: will part with a real running back to get him.
0: So unless unless you're actually loaded at the running back position and you can get a receiver from him, from somebody who's desperate for a running back, I would do that. But, I mean, there's there's nobody out there that's going to flip you a running back for a running back because there's only about four good ones right now. And so pretty much, you know, no, if anyone you're going to get is not going to be worth trading for, in my opinion.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the running backs. It is a wasteland out there, and that's a little bit of advice on fantasy and a little bit of advice on your team and how they're going to be impacted by it. Let's ring the bell. Move on to our next topic. That's the power rankings. AFC and NFC, we got a lot of stuff here going on. So why don't you give us your power ranking for the AFC first? Top five.
0: Yeah, so I know I had messaged you, but then I didn't check my Twitter until about three minutes before we got on. So I had <laughs> done it just for the league overall. So you are all fine. gonna have go to, to, to deal the league. with. Well, I, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do each conference. You'll just have to deal with my musings as we go through it. I mean, the easy one for me was my top-rated AFC team. Uh, in that was Kansas City, obviously four and zero. The defense scares the hell out of me, uh, but my number two team is Jacksonville, whose offense scares the hell out of me. So right. I mean, it's really kind of a toss-up. And what's the most dominant uh, out of uh, unit out of the you know the six units I guess across the two, if we want to count both special teams, is that that Kansas City Chiefs offense. There was a play two weeks ago, the Chiefs ran where Mahomes handed it off uh, to Spencer Ware, who then ran an option with Hunt. Out, out to his right. I mean, right. the, the, the play calling that's going on in Kansas city right now is, is circus like, um, I mean, that's a college <laughs> play. You never see. Yeah. I mean, he takes the okay. handoff and then they run an option with the two running backs. It was unbelievable. Yep. Um, yep. so I'll, I'm all in on Kansas city right now. So I'll go Jacksonville too. Um, and this is where we get tough. I guess number three. No, I'm going to go Patriots, even though I don't love the, this Patriots team. I just, right. I'm so down on the rest of the AFC, um, right. and I can't in good conscience with, if I heal, if I hear Taylor Lewin one more time, say for the boys, I'm going to drive to Nashville and kick the crap out of them. It is the dumbest <laughs> thing. First of all, if you're going to come up with a team slogan, do a little bit more than just read a headline off a bar stool. Um, so, but I'll yep. put those idiots number four, even though I still don't really buy into them fully. Um, so that's number four and then number five. Oh boy. Gonna get uh,
1: little
0: I'm going to go bangles. Uh, I'm buying yeah, into the yeah. Bengals right now a little bit. Yep. Um, I, I yep. like the way they're playing. Like I said, a little bit of a gutsy win last week on the road. Um, so I'll go Bengals number five.
1: Yeah, I actually have a, t- a similar list, but a little bit different here. I actually swapped the top two. I went I went Jaguars first because I just think their defense is really good. And if they are careful of Leonard Fournette, they, I think they can be a relatively reasonable offense, whereas the Chiefs will have number two have like the most spectacular offense on the planet. I've not seen anything like this in a long time. This is the new greatest show on turf right here. But the, I mean, the thing is that their defense is just so horrific. I mean, just so, so bad. They can't stop the run. I mean, they were a little bit lucky last night that Mahomes has magic powers because I don't, you know, otherwise they would have lost that game hard because you know, the, the, the Broncos are terrible and they were running all over them. Um, Number three, I have the Patriots. I just have this belief that with Edelman coming back, they'll just be better. Um, you know, and just maybe, a, a, you know, just kind of uh, the history of the Patriots. I just think even if you start slow, the always end well. Bengals, I got number four. I actually have the Ravens at five. I actually am buying in a little bit on the Ravens. Not that much, but, you know, they look pretty good in the last couple of weeks, and I, I actually feel like they might be able to to make something of their season if they uh, stay consistent on defense. I, I was getting a little bit worried because their defense kind of got shellacked halfway through, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season. Not not after the Bills game, of course, which everybody tends to beat up on. Um, but, you know, that, that was one of the things that I think I, I might have kind of on the periphery there for the AFC. So uh, let's talk about the NFC here. Who do you have in the NFC?
0: Yeah, so – easily in the NFC, which was my number one overall when I was looking at NFL power rankings is the Rams. Um, most complete team in football right now in, in all three phases. Uh, they spent a lot of money to get where they are. You know, last week um, was it, was it that, that, I mean the offensive show, you know, I think recent memory or we're often, you know, victims to, to the most recent thing that happened and so obviously Kansas City's offense is great. We're all really high on that, but uh I almost said St. Louis. Well, LA's uh, <laughs> offense yeah. uh, looked almost every bit as dominant last Thursday. Um, oh, I sure and did. Just weapons up and down, and then they have the better defense, and obviously Kansas City does. So, um, you know, I'm high on the Rams right now. My number two uh, team in the in in the NFC is actually my number three team overall, and this will make uh, one Hakun Wong very happy. Uh, I okay. have the Chicago Bears at number wow. at number two in the NFC wow. right now. Yeah, amazing. Um that that I I don't I think I don't think trubisky's as bad as he's been at points this season and I certainly don't think he think he's as good as he was on Sunday um well, true. like a lot of times I think the the truth lies in the middle and if it lies in the middle with the way that defense is playing and the way that defense is built then that's more than that's more than good enough to get them to the NFC championship this year. Um yep. so I have I have them number 2 you know you look at a guy like Khalil Mack and you know, I just some some teams around the league got to be so frustrated they don't have a Khalil Mack, you know. <laughs> if I'm a fan in Oakland, I'm saying, why can why can't we get guys like that here? Oh, that's because yeah, right, we hired because we hired a coach who'd been out of the game for 10 years and whose only Super Bowl was built on the back of Tony Dungy. Anyway. No, number like I've 3. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a it's a recurring thing to me I'm so mad about it. Number 3, um this one was a little bit harder. I don't love this pick. Um, but they were actually the one I was going to round out my top five of the power rankings in general for the league, uh, was the saints. Um, uh, uh-huh. I don't want to buy into it too much because Eli Manning sucks. And Oh God, it's so it's, too, too bad you didn't have one of those. Another one you'll hear a lot this year. Too bad you didn't have one of those top five picks with all those good young rookie quarterbacks to go get a new quarterback in New York <laughs> last uh, last uh, last April. Oh, he did. He yep. took a running back. Oh, that's right. really worked out well, though. He's really transformed that offense because they've gotten even worse somehow. Uh, but yep. that's what happens when you spend high on a running back, even as good as Saquon Barkley <laughs> is. Uh, right. So, you know, I don't want to get too ironed up at the Saints defense. Like, you know, I, I've been talking to people who, who get an opportunity to watch the Saints a little bit more than me. I mean, it's basically the same defense they had last year with a little bit more experience. So, I, I don't understand what's going on with that Saints defense. So, hopefully, they've started to figure some things out, and that's what we saw on Sunday, as, as opposed to the Giants just suck. Um, so, at the Saints three um, at 3-1, and one, and then number four and number five... I'm gonna keep it in the division that I think is is the best division in the NFC and hopefully uh, well these two teams are off to a slow start that they start to turn it around but I, I have the Packers at four uh, who mm-hmm. was my Super Bowl pick and then I have the Vikings still at five but um, wow. I'm slowly losing faith in the Vikings but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the number five for right now.
1: Alright, so I, I have somewhat similar I actually have similar teams, but in different Positions, I think we both agree, of course, on the Rams They're just, I mean, you can't say anything More about them, you've, you've basically put it well They have offense, they have defense, they have everything So Rams are no, number one I have the Saints at number two I actually think their offense has been just Incredibly explosive, their defense is getting back On track, they had a really great Season last year, and they kind of started off Flat, and I think they're starting to get their stride Back, so I have the Saints at two um I actually have the Bears at 3 and um you know and, and I actually thought about this very long and hard because I wasn't exactly sure if I wanted to put the Bears in front of the Packers yet and and obviously I hate the Packers but you know if Aaron Rodgers um you know if that knee actually heals up at some point he's uh you know he can make anything happen so that one's a little bit dicey for me at uh, the Bears at 3, Packers at 4 and I still have the Eagles hanging around there at 5 although I don't feel great about it um, you know, I just, I've i lost faith in Minnesota, um, but I think the Eagles, I think Wentz is coming back from a really rusty, rusty time period. It's only been two games. I think he's going to get better. I think Alshon Jeffrey and him are going to have, have a much better connection as as the season goes on. Um, I think they're going to find a little bit better run game as, as the people start getting healthy. So I have the Eagles at number five, and uh, and maybe it's a little bit more wishful thinking than anything else, but who knows? Um, And I don't even want them to win, so I don't even know why I said it was wishful thinking. Let's go ahead and ring the bell. Let's talk about the last topic before we get to get out of here. It's the postseason predictions. We have some updates now, right? I mean, things have changed. It's been a quarter of a season. So tell us, AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, and Super Bowl. Who are your picks now?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go Kansas City, New England, in the AFC Championship. Uh, And I'll go yeah, I'll be boring. I'll, I'll pick one two over there. I'll go I'll go Rams, uh Bears in the NFC Championship wow. for me.
1: Nice. I like it. <laughs> so, uh I knew you would. I well, I didn't actually. So, I I, it, I didn't have the guts to do it. On the AFC Championship side, I got the Jaguars and the Patriots. On the NFC Championship side, I got the Rams and the Packers. I actually took your season long pick for him and I just I just you know, I just have this fear. All of us in all of us who came from Chicago have this kind of PTSD when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's like he gets on the field and you're like, oh, he's just going to win. I just know he's going to win. Anyway, give us your Super Bowl picks. I'm going to go Rams right now. All right. Yeah, I am also going to go Rams. So I, you know, I just think they're just so, they have basically every dimension covered. They're really, really good. Um, until further notice, I don't know who's going to be a real challenge for them in the Super Bowl unless a lot of teams in the AFC just step it up. All right, so let's go ahead and blow the air horn on this show. We are all out of time. Give us your social media and shout outs so people can follow you and follow our sponsors
0: loved uh, loved listening to you physically find the button there fantastic yeah uh, <laughs> it's
1: always it's really good It's really good radio though people love to hear that you know me finding buttons hey. on the-
0: on the board. <laughs> The only bad radio is, is uh, dead air. So as long as long as you kept you, you <laughs> held the note there long enough that you found it, and that's all we needed. So. <laughs> right. All right. So for my shout-outs, uh, want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you would need to crush your friends and rivals. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, too. Go to squadql.com to download squadql for free. Squadql is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can follow me on Instagram, football underscore garbage underscore time, or check me out on Twitter at Ryan Whitfield N-E.
1: And you can follow me at FB Garbage Time. And thanks again, everybody, for wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week and enjoy the uh, MLB playoffs. Unless of course the, the Cubs lose tonight, in which case, screw the, screw the playoffs. I just I won't be able to be watching any of that stuff. All right, go Rockies.
0: Rockies. <laughs>